inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Do you ever? Do you ever wonder why? Why God? Why the struggle? Why the hurt? Why the pain? Why can't I trust anybody? Do you ever wonder what? What is going on here? What is wrong with me? What is wrong with them? Have you considered the how? How did I get in this mess? How can people be so cold? How can I be so unloved? How come I don't fit in anywhere? Have you ever wondered why life is hard and blaming everybody else for your problems? Have you ever kept a record of wrong, a pound of flesh, played over and over and over an argument or debate that you'll never have with another person? If someone were to read your manifesto, would you feel good sharing it with your small children or your big God? Today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to continue discussing mind management. The good book says the battles in the mind. It tells us to focus only on those things that are good and pure. It tells us to hold your thoughts captive. It tells us to focus only on those things that are good and pure. It tells us to transform your thinking, to not conform your mind to the ways of the world. To think is to create. In the beginning, God created. I always tell people to stop right there. Our first introduction to God is as creator. And 25 verses later, in Genesis 1, 26, he said, let us make man in our image under our likeness. We were made in the image of God. We are imagers. We were made to create in order to be imagers of God. We must have free will. As a person thinketh in their heart, so are they. Our eyes and our feet are connected by the creator. In other words, what we focus on determines where we go. If the battle is in the mind, and it is, how are you doing in that inner war? Cognitive behavioral therapy, or what's called CBT, is the only therapy ever proven to get somebody off of antidepressants and cognitive behavioral therapy is akin to Paul's admonition to the church in Corinth hold your thoughts captive why because what we hold on to will eventually come out of us what we hold on to is what drives us we're like the sponge if it wasn't in you it wouldn't be coming out of you. And when life squeezes you, what comes out of you? There's a proverb that says you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. 
So today on Like It Matters Radio, I want you to consider that what if what's wrong in our life, what's wrong in our family life, what's wrong in America is a spirit of offense, what we're holding on to. You know, sometimes we look at the animal kingdom and we go, man, we could learn a lot from them, their animals. There's a story about a donkey and a tiger. And there was a meeting in a jungle somewhere, in some world. And there was a, a fight, an argument between a donkey and a tiger. And as we tune in and chime into what's being said, if you can see this image going on, that all the animals of the jungle around and this donkey and this tiger are, are arguing. And the donkey told the tiger, the grass is blue. The tiger, shaking his head, replied, what are you talking about? No, the grass is green. And they were arguing back and forth, and, and the discussion became heated. And the two decided to submit the issue to arbitration. So we're talking about a jungle. Who do you think the king of the jungle is? So they approached the lion. As they approached the lion on his throne, the lion from the tribe of Judah, the donkey started screaming, Your Highness, my Lord, isn't it true that the grass is blue? And the lion replied simply, It is as you believe it. If you believe it's true, then the grass is blue. The donkey rushed forward and continued, the tiger disagrees with me, contradicts me, and annoys me. He's putting me down. It's unright. It's unfair. He thinks he's better than me. Please punish him. The king then declared, the tiger will be punished with three days of silence. The donkey felt vindicated. The donkey jumped with joy, said, I'm right. The world says I'm right. The king says I'm right. And so he's content and kept repeating over and over and over. The grass is blue. The grass is blue. The grass is blue. The grass is blue. The tiger was stunned by what just took place. I mean, aren't the court systems supposed to be fair? Where's the justice here? That's not justice. Why is what's a lie being elevated to the truth? And so the tiger approached the lion and humbly asked, Lord, your majesty, I, I, I don't understand. You tell us to always speak the truth. Why have you punished me? Because we can all see that the grass is clearly green. With that, the lion just looked at the tiger. The long pause and the tiger was getting ready to, to speak again. The lion put up his paw and said, wait. And the lion replied, you've known and you see that the grass is clearly green. There's no doubt. The tiger was even more puzzled. So my Lord, so, so, why am I being punished? 
So why did you punish me? With that, the Lord replied, that has nothing to do with the question of whether the grass is blue or the grass is green. And the tiger looked even more puzzled. And the lion said, the punishment is because it has degraded. It is a degrading for a brave, intelligent creature like you to waste time arguing with an ass. And on top of that, you came and bothered me with a silly question just to validate something you already knew was true. See, the biggest waste of time is arguing with the fool and the fanatic who doesn't care about truth or reality, but only the victory of their beliefs and illusions. And the moral here is to never waste time on discussions that make no sense. There are people for all the evidence presented to them do not have the ability to understand. Many are blinded by ego, hatred, resentment, and the only thing they want to be is right, even if they aren't. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to talk about what are you holding on to? You're holding on to a pound of flesh, a record wrong. Is it your ego driving you? Is it your bitterness driving you? Is it the need to be right? Or is there a different meaning, ulterior motive? Today, we're going to pull back the curtain and we're going to go below the surface. And we're going to talk about the spirit of offense. We'll be back after these commercial messages. If you're confused, lost, lonely, or feel like you're living in a foreign land, you are not alone. This is Scott B. Black, host of Like It Matters Radio. It's this crisis that created Like It Matters Radio in 2015. God charged me to bring hope to the airwaves by bringing clarity to the confusion and to help guide people to function at a higher level. We bring truth therapy and we need your help. Like It Matters Radio is now available to radio stations across this country. We need Like It Matters Radio in all 50 states and here's what you can do to help. Please call the program manager of your local radio station. Ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. It doesn't cost them anything and will add value to their station lineup. If you have questions, you can email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. Our nation needs to hear this message because our beloved country is rapidly deteriorating and freedom is continually being quenched. Call your local radio station today and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio. Together, we can help others live their lives like it matters. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, love matters in the application. I am Mr. Black. 
talking to you from a countryside in uh, Arkansas. And so we're out in the middle of nowhere, so we always wonder about our connection, how well we're going to do. But uh, so glad to be joining you. And I'm, uh, I'm up here cleaning up my mental mess. You know, I believe in being under construction. We're going to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. It's a journey. We're never going to get there. But the question I always ask myself, am I better today than I was six months ago? Am I better today than I was a year ago? Am I better today? And see, that's what the process is about. And right now there's a pandemic and we're going to talk about that. It's called poor mental health. I mean, you look at all the stats of what's going on and and part of it's the way we approach mental health because we've adopted the biomedical model. And so what we do is start classifying symptoms and anytime there's a symptom, we just go to a medication to fix that symptom. But our mind and our body are different. Our brain is a biological entity, but our mind is how our spirit uses the brain. We are not our brain. We are not our body. We use our body. It's our vehicle. It's our tabernacle. It's our tent. But it's a it's a carbon based life form, and all it's the base element of the universe. Carbon comes from dust and it goes back to dust, ashes to ashes and dust to dust. And our brain, our brain is an incredibly powerful organ, but you are not the body and you're not the brain. You are the spirit that occupies that body and uses that brain. And when the spirit uses that brain, it's called the mind. It's called your personality. It's called your character. It's called your choices. Don't you get it? And that's what's different. It's not your brain that's a problem. It's how you're using your brain that's a problem. And our brain is a complex thing, but there is the subconscious or what some might call the unconscious or the non-conscious. I should say this totally different is the unconscious or non-conscious and then you have the conscious, and then you have the subconscious. And there are three different parts. The, the conscious is like the, the tree, you know, the, 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 the base of the tree, the, uh, the, uh, the leaves, the stems, the twigs, the branches. But the subconscious is the connector between the non-conscious and the conscious. The unconscious is constantly working. The non-conscious is constantly working 24-7. The conscious is working when we're awake, but we only use 3 to 5% of it. And the subconscious kind of gives us hints and clues and tells us warning signals from the non-conscious. And then when we subconsciously become aware of them, we bring them into the conscious, and now they're workable. They're pliable. We can do something with it. And so I want to talk today about the spirit of offense because what we hold on to dictates a lot. Remember, transactional analysis tells us that there's a stimulus and a response. Now, the stimulus does not dictate the response. Just say no. What happens is our mind is six times faster than we can talk. And so when someone says something or does something, we go to what we know. We go to our past. Uh, The good book says the dog returns with vomit and a sow after cleaning herself returns the mire. 
always ask people, why does a dog bark? Because it's a dog. Why does a cat meow? Because it's a cat. Why do we go to what we know? Because you can tell a man's religion in time of despair, because that's what we do, because we're human beings. We retrieve. We circle the wagons. We seek answers. And so that's what's going on is what happens when someone says something or does something, we go to what we know. We go to our past. And there are three channels that we all learn in auditory, visual, and kinesthetic. We learn by seeing, we learn by hearing, and we learn by doing or experience both kinesthetically, I'm sorry, both um, uh, tactilely and emotionally. And then based on that, we respond. So think about this. You're not really responding to the stimulus. We're responding to our narrative about the stimulus. And where does that narrative come from? Our past. Our record of wrong. Our pound of flesh. The basic structure of our belief systems. See, life is a challenge. We get to choice whether we're going to be overwhelmed by it or meet it. Life is a gift. We have to choose. Are we going to accept it? Life is an adventure. We must choose. Are we going to dare it? Life can be a tragedy. We got to choose. Will we face it? Life is a duty. We have to choose. Will we perform it? Life is a game. We have to choose. Will we play it? Life is a mystery. We have to choose. Will we unfold it? Life is a song. We have to choose. Will we sing it? Life is an opportunity. We have to choose. Will we take it? Life is a journey. We have to choose. Will we complete it? Life is a promise. We have to choose. Will we fulfill it? Life is a struggle. We have to choose. Will we fight it? Life is a goal. We have to choose. Will we achieve it? Life is a puzzle. We have to choose. Will we solve it? Life is eternal. We have to choose. Will we believe it? And then act as if. You see, this is why it's so important to know those existential questions of who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? What is my operating system? Do I have a flesh operating system where I am God and I don't believe in an eternal God? Or do I have a GOS, an operating system that says there is a God and I'm not him? And then seek out that God and ask questions. We're supposed to question things. If there was a God, what would his traits be? Are there any religions out there that claim to have a God with those traits? See, I don't have a blind faith. I have a very logical faith, a very logical faith. Have a little and that's why when I read the Bible, I question faith. the Bible. 
Yeah, that's what faith is. John and I were talking about this before the break. That, hey, faith is not knowing things. Faith is acting as if even when you don't know. See, faith always requires a gap. It doesn't take faith to believe that two plus two equals four. We know that's the truth. See, faith always requires a gap between what we believe and what our flesh is telling us. And if you're not confident in those existential questions, who you are, of why you're here, of whose you are, why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again? Who are you? Why did God create you? That's such a powerful question. What is your purpose? How do you know at the end of your life if it was successful or not? What is your definition of success? You see, these are questions that we must ask ourselves. This is what I do. I help people ask and answer these questions. I teach them how they work. This is what I do at likeitmatters.net. This is why I've been doing what I do for 31 years. This is why people ask me to get on the radio and do my own radio show. Because I've changed directly over 20,000 lives. Because I teach people how they work. I help them get in touch with the important questions of life. See, we're so, when you don't know who you are, then other people get to define you. When you don't know your operating system, then the world's operating system takes over. And you get the FOS by default because you must choose the GOS and the GOS is God operating system. That's why Mother Teresa's anyway poem is so powerful. People are often unreasonable, illogical and self-centered. Forgive them anyways. If you're kind, people may excuse you, accuse you of being selfish and have ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you. Be honest and frank anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, other people will be jealous. Be happy. Be serene anyways. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good today anyway. Give the world your best you have, and it will never be enough. Give the world the best you have anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it is between you and your God. It was never between you and them anyway. See, we must cease and desist from letting other people define us. God defines us. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to go through again the five steps of the neural cycle from Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess by Dr. Caroline Leaf. But I'm going to show you the tenets of it. Because it's not about five steps or eight steps. It's about taking a look at what's going on between the stimulus and response. Because Dr. Viktor Frankl told us, between the stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. After the break, I'm going to help you take back your power and your freedom. I'm Black. Be right back. I can listen to any national big personality like Glenn Beck or Dave Ramsey, but the way Scott Black applies his 
academic approach to the average person is so much more relatable. Hey, this is Brett from Sacramento. On the Like It Matters radio show, Scott encompasses a 360-degree view of day-to-day life. So that obviously starts with spirituality and branches out into leadership, branches out into your workplace, social issues, family issues, local issues, national issues, political issues. If you're able to clearly see kind of where you're at, what your purpose is, everybody needs this. It is life-changing. You know Like It Matters Radio brings truth therapy. Here's what you can do to help share this truth. Please call the program manager of your local radio station and ask them to add Like It Matters Radio to their schedule. Like It Matters Radio is radio like it matters. It's 11.59 on the clock of destiny. You've only got a minute. Only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon you, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it. But it's up to you to use it. You'll suffer if you lose it. Give account if you abuse it. It's only a minute, but eternity is in it. Intimacy. In to me see. The eyes are the window to the soul. And when people look in your eyes, what do they see? See, Dr. King talked about, I have a dream. And I got to tell you right now, Dr. King, if he was alive today, would be living a nightmare. Because vision plus hope equals a dream. You got to understand what words mean. I'm an etymologist. Vision is the ability to connect the dots to see how things play out in the future. And hope says this. Hope says no matter what's happening today, tomorrow can be better. And what's happening in America for about 50% of this country is we've lost hope. We no longer follow after the God of the Bible. We now follow after the Canaanite gods of Molech and Baal, Ishtar. American values that have been American values for 100 and, well, 200 years are now outlawed. We have people who hate this country, who think it's evil, now in the halls of government, passing laws, ripping us apart from the inside out. We got our kids at five and six years old being groomed to be homosexual, being groomed to be transgender, being told that all this stuff is, quote, normal. And I don't think anybody should be judged. I don't think anybody should be hurt. I don't think homosexuality is an unpardonable sin. It's not. There's one unpardonable sin. And that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. What you do in your bedrooms is your right, it's between you and God. But what you do to my kids, you're going to call the warrior out in me. Because keep your filthy hands off my kids. And keep your thoughts out of my kids' heads. Dr. King's dream was, I have a dream that one day my four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, by their choices, by what they do in their mind. That's what Dr. King said. And today we're talking about cleaning up our mental mess. I'm in Arkansas cleaning up my own mental mess. Even the trainer, even the, 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 the master, whatever you want to call me. I... 
am under construction. I have to work on my own stuff. I am constantly taking to other people's stuff. I wonder sometimes if my wife even likes me, nevertheless loves me. So please don't hear this perfect creature over here. Please don't hear me telling you I got it all figured out. There's a huge gap in this world called the knowing doing gap. It's one thing to know. It's another thing to do. And for those that just know and don't do, there's a lot of doo-doo because that's called a hypocrite. And one of my goals in life is to be a little bit less of a hypocrite every day because we're all hypocrites to a degree. My goal is to be a little bit less of a hypocrite today than I was yesterday, a little bit less of a hypocrite tomorrow than I'm today. See, Dr. Caroline Lee, who studies the brain, she's a Christian as well. She says 75 to 95% of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought life. What we think about affects us physically and emotionally. It's an epidemic of toxic emotions. Do you realize we have about 16,000 to 18,000 thoughts per day? Matter of fact, you can't go three seconds without a thought. Your conscious mind is about 10 seconds behind your non-conscious mind. Your mind is six times faster than you can talk. We have 34 gigabytes of information that go through our head every single day. We only use three to 5% of our brain consciously. We are creatures made to function at a high level on autopilot. In your unconscious brain, there's something called the basal ganglia. It's a series of neurons of cells. Its number one goal is to get you into a habit as quick as possible so you can not consciously focus on it. You put it in the non-conscious realm so you can use that little bit that you do control to focus on the life's decisions of that day. Why do I tell you this? Because we are living in a state of offense. John Bevere wrote a great book called The Bait of Satan. He wrote it about 30 years ago and is no more apropos than it is today because we are living in the spirit of offense. We are told to keep a record of wrong and yet God tells us to forgive God tells us that he takes our sins and he puts them as far as the east is from the west. You know why east is from the west and not the north is from the south? Because if you go north and south, the north eventually becomes south and the south eventually becomes north. But if you go east and west, those two never meet. Those two never meet. That's why. God says he takes all of our screw-ups and he puts them at the deepest part of the ocean, which man has never even got to yet. But yet we live in a country today that wants to remind everybody of every wrong that was ever happened to them. Every wrong that was ever happened. You know, the privilege movement, the whole privilege movement is violation of the 10th commandment. The 10th commandment is thou shalt not covet. And the privilege movement is all about a pound of flesh. It's all about keeping a record wrong. They want you to keep a record of everything that's ever happened to you. It's called a manifesto. It's called a manifesto. You know what a manifesto is, right? It's all these people that go out and kill people, and then they write about why they're killing people. And you know, whenever someone, a conservative or Christian, ever does that, boy, they release their manifesto. So calls for police to release the manifesto that authorities say was written ahead of Monday's Nashville school shooting has prompted concern among LGBTQ groups who caution against the publication of such a document. While many details remain to be unveiled about the massacre at the Covenant School this week, police have identified the shooter as 28-year-old Audrey Hale. 
On Monday, Hell, armed with two assault-style weapons, a rifle and a pistol, as well as a handgun, fatally shot three children. Little children. You know, the same ones that they want to do drag queen shows for. Little children. Because, oh, we're just, uh, we don't want anything nefarious here. She shot and killed three children, three staff members at school before being killed by police. Speaking at a news conference uh, about hours after the shooting, Metropolitan National Police Chief John Drake, who said the shooter identified as transgender, confirmed the officials were in possession of a manifesto and they won't release it. Boy, you got the Unabomber's manifesto is printed. You got every person that the Democrat and state run media doesn't want you to like. Anytime they do something wrong, they release everything they can to damage that person, tell you how evil they are. But this person, they won't release the manifesto because they don't want you to see what these people really think. They're pound of flesh, they're record wrong. See, when we keep a record of every wrong, we get offended by everything. It's called the spirit of offense. It's called the bait of Satan. And again, it's a violation, thou shalt not covet. Forgive, lest ye be forgiven. We are never more like God than we forgive. And now we live in a country that says this, if you're white, you're evil. And if you're black, you're a victim. Now, this is not political. This is identity. Stop with the politics. Stop hating Trump and thinking Biden. If you say anything about Biden, you then support Trump. No, this is not politics. This is survival. This is our children. All these little white kids, three years old, four, they're evil. They're grown up in public schools taught that they're evil. Even the homeless ones, even the ones with cancer, even the ones that have been banded by their parents, even the ones that are sexually abused and physically abused, but yet because they're white, they're privileged and they have no right to complain. But if they're black, oh my gosh, you poor thing, you poor victim. We got to make everything easy. We got to give you free money. We got to give you reparations. We got to give you free schooling. We got to give you the right to say whatever you want and nothing's wrong. And anything that ever happens to you that's bad, it's somebody else's fault because they hate you. Man, this is terrible. This is not healthy. There are intellectual and medical reasons to forgive. Dr. Caroline Leaf and so many other people talk about this. Bruce Lipton in the book, Biology of Belief. The study of epigenetics. This is not politics. This is science. This is health. There are intellectual and medical reasons to forgive. Toxic waste generated by toxic thoughts causes the following illnesses. Diabetes, cancer, asthma, skin problems, allergies. Medical research increasingly points to the fact that thinking and constantly controlling your thought life is one of the best ways, if not the best way, of detoxifying your brain. It allows you to get rid of those toxic thoughts and emotions that can consume and control your mind. Change in your thinking is essential to detox the brain. Consciously controlling your thought life. Remember like Paul implored us, hold your thoughts captive. It means learning to engage interactively with every single thought that you have, to analyze it before you decide either to accept it or reject it. It's called cognitive behavioral therapy. Hold your thoughts captive. That's where Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. See, the message, my beloved, says the world is unprincipled. It's dog-eat-dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way. 
never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing the entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers against, uh, erected against the true God. How do we go about doing that? We've got to be in control by looking at our mental processes. That's what we're gonna do. This five-step process that Dr. Caroline Leaf is all about just taking a look at what's going on in your head. It's called true therapy. You grab a hold of your thoughts, and then you say, if this is good and, and helping me, keep it. If it's not, get rid of it. Put it at the cross. Let God be God. You forgive, and you be the best version of yourself. After the break, I'm going to break down these five steps that Caroline Lee says and also tell you why they're so important, not just psychologically, not just emotionally, but medically. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. And all the information in the world, if you're not applying it, is useless unless you're going on Jeopardy. This is why I do what I do. There's a mental pandemic out there. Uh, we are, we are getting, making ourselves sick. This is why I do what I do. This radio show costs me $3,000 a month. I do a daily text. I send out to about a thousand people each day on scripture. No, uh, I don't get paid for any of that. It costs me money to do it and time to do it. So I need your help. We need you to donate. We got a 501c3. Go to likeitmatters.net and go to our nonprofit and just donate. Help us out, man. We change lives. We never let money be a reason why we help people. I can't tell you how many times. Yeah, we've helped. I mean, this is what one lady had Rachel uh, on the phone with me last week. Uh, she said, uh, briefly share what your biggest block in life or business was before attending. This is important. Listen carefully because this is what we're talking about. This is not a promo for my training. This is about what I've been talking about today. She said, quote, I thought my biggest block was perfectionism and victimization. But now I realize I was wrong. She said, I now realize that was just symptomatic from the real block, from the root block which I now know was entitlement. We live in an entitled society that we're owed stuff. We are not owed anything. If we got what we are owed, we'd go to hell. Life is not fair. Life is not easy. That's not my opinion. This is not opinion show. This is not Sean Hannity. This is not opinion. It's scripture. Read the book. Life is not fair. Look what we did to Jesus. Life is not fair. 
Good people have bad things happen to them. Bad thing, people have good things happen to them. And then you can go what Jesus says, who is good? Only God is good. So then put that on. We believe that we're owed this, we're owed that. That's what's going on right now. If you look up the drama triangle, Dr. Stephen Cartman, that's what's going on. The deep state, the government, wants to create victims, LGBTQ, homosexuals, black people. They had Hispanics for a while, but now most Hispanics are getting off of that lie. They get it now. They're hardworking. They're committed. They want it. Uh, God, they love God. They love family. So uh, Hispanics are getting off the plantation, Democrat plantation, but the other victims are staying there and they're entitled. And so it's all the cisgender and all the white people and all the patriarchal. See, they got to hate. It's all about hate. And they do it under the guise of love. They're just lovers. Everybody's just lover. They're just loving us to death, aren't they? See, we must take hold of our mental process because it's called mass formation. It's called group hypnosis. Uh, it's what's going on. You're being programmed. Uh, it's the fifth generation warfare. Look it up. These are all things you can Google. Don't take my word for it. Challenge it. Question it. Look it up for yourself. Study the word. I know what I'm talking about. I do research. I study. I live this. Think about just for yourself. Forget everybody else. Think about your own self-talk. I always like to say I've met the enemy and he's living in my shorts. If other people said and did to me what I allow, trust me, my wife gets so mad at me for lots of reasons. <laughs> but one of the main ones is how I talk to myself. I'm pretty brutal with myself. So consider if you were to grab a hold of your thoughts and journal every time, you, five times a day, just stop and check in on what you're thinking and write it down. Consider how many could have, would have, should have statements have you made? How many if onlys were part of your inner vocabulary day? How many times have you replayed in your head a conversation or situation that pains you or one that hasn't even occurred yet? How many scenarios have you created of the unpredictable future? How much is speculation taking out of your day? How passive is your mind? How honest are you with yourself? Are you at cross purpose with yourself, going through the motions but not really committing to the goals, saying one thing but meaning another? How distorted is your thinking? Are you forming a personal identity around, for example, a disease? Do you speak about my arthritis, my multiple sclerosis, my heart problem? Do you ever make such comments like, nothing ever goes right for me, everything I touch fails, I always mess up? See, this is why I'm in Arkansas, because a lot of this stuff has sneaked into my mind because I want to be the best version of myself. And so when someone has a problem with me, I question myself. I challenge it because I want to keep getting better. But what's happened over the last 10 years, because the world's been piling on and not a lot has gone well, it, that I've really been abusing myself and really negative self-talk. And so God says, you're going to Arkansas. I'm going to have you study, listen, write, learn on this book by your sister, Dr. Caroline Leaf. And so Dr. Caroline Leaf in her book called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, she gives us a five step, what she calls a neuro cycle. Highly recommend you pick up the book. It's a five step process. And what it does is allows you to, to be creative in your neural plasticity. Remember the one organ in our brain and our body that never has to deteriorate is our brain. It has unlimited plasticity. And your neuro neuroplasticity is the way you think. And so what she says is, first of all, when you got something going on, you first got to gather information. You got to pick up data. First position, second position, third position. We talk about the perceptual positions. Each one gives us more data. 
So gather as much data as you can. Then you reflect, ask, answer, discuss this with yourself. What you wrote down. Is there deeper meaning behind their words and actions? What they're going through? And then write it down. When you write down, you process all three ways, visually, auditorily, kinesthetically. You want to journal it. Get it out of your head. A lot of you can't sleep at night. You need pills to go to bed to wake up. You need to do something to go to bed to wake up because your mind is racing. Because there's stuff you haven't let go of. There's stuff you haven't forgiven. There's stuff that you're holding on to because you don't want to be taken advantage of again. You don't want that to happen to you again. If you would write that stuff down, that part of you that keeps playing it over and over and over can let it go because there are parts of us that want to keep reminding us of things so we never allow it to happen again and we don't condone what happened to us so write it out and then once you write it out reread it recheck it prune it up clean up edit it make it nice and then she says to an active reach Apply what you learn in some tangible way. And this is so important. This is the problem with our mental issues today. There are two words, active and inactive. You know, I teach leadership. That's my forte. I've been doing it for 31 years. I have my master's in neuro-linguistic programming. I'm a man of God. But leadership is what I've been doing for 31 years. You can go to likeitmatters.net and read about how I change people's lives in 48 hours. There's the leader and the follower, but there's two other words, active and inactive. The active leader sees an opportunity, chooses to respond by leading. The active follower sees an opportunity, chooses to respond by following and offering support to the leader. But there's another category called inactive. Inactive leader sees an opportunity, chooses not to respond. Inactive follower sees an opportunity, chooses not to respond, contribute, or follow. Again, it goes back to our mind. It is a choice. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It's all about what's going on, the machinations of the mind. The most fundamental definition of a mind is how you think, feel, and choose, which is what you were doing in the five-step neurocycle process. The mind works through the brain. The brain is a physical organ that filters and responds to the mind. Based on Dr. Caroline Leaf's research, she believes that the mind is the biggest part of us. She says that 90 to 90% of who we are is the mind. It is your soul. Remember, your spirit is, your, is who you are, but your soul is how you show up, your personality, your character. And there's compelling evidence showing that mind in action, our thinking, feeling, and choosing, that includes paying attention to something, building memory in a deliberate way, predicting something, and expecting an event affects our cortical plasticity. In other words, the neuroplasticity. This means, think about this, as you think, feel, and choose, you will expect and believe. And in doing so, you are, listen to this, reshaping your mental landscape. Why do you think people come out of our training 40 hours and they're changed? Because I go to the structure of the belief system. These changes happen throughout the brain. The neuroplasticity of the brain isn't isolated to a single system. The directed mind management of the neural cycle remodels entire systems and networks in the brain. It even empowers under-functioning brains. It drives neurologically impaired brains and can have a notable corrective effect in traumatized brain. We gotta remember this. The brain is not hardwired or stuck. It's softwired, which essentially means it responds to what we think, 
feel and choose. And what we eat, what we put into our body and how we move our body, our mind is not just a byproduct of our brain. It is the study of epigenetics. See, I bring science, transactional analysis, cognitive behavioral therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, emotional intelligence, multiple intelligence. This is what I'm talking about. This is why you need to be on this radio show every single day. I'm helping you build your brain muscle. This is why in my training that I do at likeitmatters.net, I teach you how you work, how the body, how the mind, and how the spirit all work together. You've got to work on all three if you want to be the best possible version of yourself. And I'm your radio life caddy that's here to do that. And if you're willing, step into my training in 48 hours. I'll teach you more about how you work and what you've known up until now i am mr black reminding you when you live your life like it matters it does you have been listening to mr black master trainer for like it matters please find us on facebook by searching lim radio make sure to follow us like our posts and share with others also search youtube for like it matters be sure to like and subscribe to our channel And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.